Oh. Oh. Are we on? Is that, a, is that good? I don't know. You're M the boss. Is, M is for Mantra Maidment. <laughs> yes? I've got a new name now. Yes, because you went to India. I did. You upgraded. I upgraded. So, what do you remember what we spoke about last podcast we did? You know what? I was actually, I actually listened to it the other day. Yes. Is that like conceded to listen to your own podcast? Not at all. Well, I did. Mm. And I was, it was actually quite interesting. I was like, oh, I should be doing these as time lapses. It was yeah. just, I'd just gotten back from Bali mm-hmm. and I was actually living here and you, it was like, you know, eight o'clock at night or something. I was tired and. Oh, back in the day, we lived together right, day, once in a time. Yeah. We were epic roommates. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and I'd just gotten back from Bali and I was, I can't remember what trajectory I was on, but I was probably healing myself from some parasite that I picked up from somewhere in the world <laughs> and that's continued. So, yep, story of my life. And then you went to India recently? I went to India in uh, February, mm-hmm. April. Yes. March? March. Yes. <laughs> I got back in April. How long did you go there for? I was there for pretty much a month, three mm-hmm. and a half weeks. And how did you find India? Well, I found it. Yes. I, I was just going to be a real smart ass there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I understand your question. Yes. I loved it. Yeah, I found it in a meditation. I found it in a meditation and I just got on a plane. And, uh, no, it was, it was amazing. It felt like an experience to me of coming home. Mm. Um, and I, I loved every single second of it. Mm. I only got sick with the flu, which I feel like is a great result for India. Yes. Um, so you went, you went there by yourself? I went there by myself, mm. um, which people were really kind of freaked out about that. I don't see it as being a dangerous thing to do, but, mm-hmm. you know, my dad called me five million times. Yeah. Um, but I, you remember, I think you remember you saying that you felt like you had to go alone? Yeah. That was like time it was for a solo. It was a solo India soul calling it was a calling and this Mm. is the thing you know you don't just go to india because it looks pretty you gotta she's gotta call you yeah (laughs) she called and i ignored her for a while and then i went and yeah yeah, it was a really interesting experience to go through on my own as well so i was Mm. there staying in an ashram most of the time um and you know ashram life is not is not your best glamour you know, it's not my best bright in life that I'm currently living, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sleeping on a plank, uh, you know, mm-hmm. waking up with all sorts of crazy noises. It's India, so it's never quiet. Even yeah. If the, even if the rules are no noise after 10 p.m., mm-hmm. there'll be noise. The animals don't, don't obey. Oh, uh, no. Monkeys, no. animals, yeah. all the things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was it was a really interesting experience of um, I was I was over there doing a chanting and mantra course. Mm-hmm. So, you know, eight hours a day of, of chanting definitely unlocks a few things. Wow. Yeah, mm. a lot. And then the whole training, I've never seen anything like it. 40 people went down with the flu. Yeah, right. So that was also kind of interesting because then you watch everyone go into this very vulnerable state mm-hmm. of literally laying on the floor in a bolster listening to like a, a lecture just kind of moaning. Mm. Um, was it and- really the flu or were they just like releasing some deep shit? You know, I did think this could just be an, an epic stress release, but it was flu season and it was Hanuman's birthday. So literally the entire population of Delhi was in Rishikesh coughing on you. (laughs) You know. Yeah. Uh, So that, but that for me also was a very big release. I think like I had a, I was out with a fever for about two days and I think to go through that experience, particularly on your own, when you Mm. just want someone to take care of you and there's no one to take care of you. Yeah. It, 
it's kind of twofold for me because it definitely it reinforces my stoic I can do it all on my own nature mm-hmm. but it's also a great experience to go through to to remind yourself that everything is within you have all the things that you need it's okay mm-hmm. um so it was an interesting internal you know 48 hours of not leaving my room yeah but I survived that mm-hmm. came out the other end and just yeah enjoyed the rest of my time in India it was cool. really beautiful and did you learn anything? I learned so many things. Yes. I'm always learning things. Is there anything you want to share with us? Um, I basically, I think the the main thing that I gathered from my training was that when it comes to mantra in particular, if you're not doing it properly, then don't do it. Mm. Uh, because, you know, as bodies were made up of, I think it's 80% water. Mm-hmm. And so water is the best carrier for sound. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about when we're making sound and vibration, and you know, those studies that they did where they said, you know, really horrible things to a bottle of water and then really amazing things to a bottle of water. And they watched how it shifted the energy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing when you think about us as humans applying mantra mm-hmm. and they're these really potent um, Sanskrit words and, and, you know, prayers and all the different um, mantras. And if we're not using them in the correct vibration, then they're having a, could have potentially a damaging effect on the body or just an undesirable effect on the body. Mm. Um, So that was really interesting, the importance of actual pronunciation and um, less of the Western Kiritan approach, which I love, which is just like, it's all good, come from a place of love, just let it out. Yeah. Still all about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think if you're working with a mantra in particular for a particular purpose, mm-hmm. then get it right. Get it right. Mm. You know, work with the good vibrations. And that's powerful. Like it's yeah. It's so I, I've taken from that. I've started chanting a lot more in my classes and mm. The effect that it has over people is is really interesting. Did you get like a, a mantra that you learn over there? That favorite one, maybe. Um. Do you know the whole alphabet in Sanskrit now? I do know the whole alphabet. Really? In I'm not going to do it right now. Yes, you are. No, absolutely, you are. Not, you me. Are. not going on the record. Come doing on. That. that was the one thing my teacher said to not do. What? <laughs> She was like, don't just leave this training and go and record yourself singing mantra and become a kirtan artist. Take some time to embody it. (laughs) That's great advice. Okay. Uh, You don't want to be that person that does it wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to. I'm going to work on the embodiment. But embodiment's been my big theme of this year after getting back from Because I go into New York as well since I last saw you. That's right. But did you. Can you also read Sanskrit now? So now I can read, I can't read Sanskrit, the actual Sanskrit letters, but Mm the um, alphabet version, so the the English letters, I can read them uh, and I know the timing of how long each vowel sound should be. So basically I can look at a mantra and and understand its its vague tone. How to pronounce it. How to pronounce it and the Vedic tone that it's intended to be played on. Because there's only three notes in the Vedic Well, what are they? Mantra. Well... So the scale, you know how uh, if you may, you may have seen from previous Instagram stories of spiritual trading and I singing the sound of music. Yes, once upon a time. <laughs> so you know how in, in you in, you have the do a dear a female, female dear, dear yes. Ray. Well, you have the same. You have a sa re ga ma pa da ni sa is the notes mm-hmm. in the um, ragas. Yes, so the Indian music, but they're basically you just 
when you're playing an actual mantra, there's only, you only ever play three notes at a time. So it's okay. kind of really easy to figure it out. So so you find your sa, yes. which is basically like the tone, the key that your voice is best started suited to. Mm-hmm. And then once you've found that, you just play up or down from there. Oh. How do you find your sa? Oh, what a great question. <laughs> Finding your sa. Yes. Um, it's actually... I think that's quite like a poetic thing mm-hmm. because for a lot of people um, it's using your voice is quite a confronting thing mm-hmm. and to find that perfect note that you can hit every single time in a variety of different keys. Um, it was interesting at one point in the group we went around and the teacher was like like making us all up. Uh, asking us to all sing our sa mm-hmm. and some people were so triggered by it because they don't come from a musical background and they didn't feel like they had the right tone or whatnot and so it was this massive confronting moment of stepping into their power mm-hmm. and I saw that whole like finding your sa thing as this finding your voice mm. and going okay cool this is where I'm most comfortable where because you have to be able to hit that note mm. um this is where I'm most comfortable. This is where I'm in my power. And then from that, you know, everything else can go up or down. And mm-hmm. I think that's such a beautiful metaphor to take into, you know, bringing it back into a spiritual context of really getting to understand your inner side, who are you at your deepest, you know, truest nature uh-huh. and living from that space, whether it goes up or whether it goes down, there's the side. It's always there. Mm-hmm. So you didn't tell me how to find the sub, but you did explain. <laughs> you did use it as a great metaphor. Get so me, I'll, let, I'll let you get away. Give me a harmonium. It. I'll help you find your sub. That's right there. But <laughs> anyway, I'll let you get away with that because the metaphor was brilliant. So before we leave India, what else? What else do we know about about India that you picked up that you loved? Um, I loved. How, the how was the food? The first. food was actually great. I basically just lived on kitchery. Yes, which I was really okay with. Mm-hmm. Um. The people were really lovely. Did you do a yoga practice while you were there as well? I was getting up at stupid o'clock and doing some asana yes. before going and meditating on the Ganga. Mm-hmm. And Did then the group meditate or just you? The group meditate. We okay. were doing japa meditation, Om mm-hmm. Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Shivaland. How many times? Om Namah Shivaya. How many times? 108. Before breakfast. Okay, cool. Yeah. 108 Omnamashivaya. So Japa is... So Japa is a form of meditation that you use the mala beads. So you know how everyone just wears mala beads because they look like spiritual and cool? Yep. Yeah, they actually have a functional purpose. Yes. Um, and so you use them through your thumb and your first finger or your thumb and your second finger, mm-hmm. middle finger. And uh, yeah, you use them as a counting device to mm-hmm. get you to 108. Cool. And you do that out loud or in your, in your silence? So we were doing it together. We had a... Um, like a drone with us, mm-hmm. um, playing just playing the sar that, that one sound. A drone. So a, a drone is just any kind of device that you can use, not like a flying drone. Okay. Um, so you can use a harmonium, and you can set, you know, or you can use a tempura, and you're just paying the same notes, whatever. Yep. Uh, and so we did that together as a group, and we worked through. So we would start with you know, build it up basically, get to a full voice and then take it and make an internal meditative practice. Cool. So, so like what, halfway through you'd be inside or? Yeah, pretty 
Pretty much. So I'd basically be getting up in the morning, doing my personal practice, doing my personal meditation practice, Mm -hmm. then going and doing 108 Om Namah Shivayas, then going and chanting all day. So you can just imagine the cosmic vibrations. Absolutely. (laughs) That I was floating around Rishikesh on. Yeah, yeah. uh, And then swimming in the Ganga every day. And and, Mm -hmm. oh, that's. So just before we talk about that, do you want to have a race? A race? Yeah. Om Namah Shivaya race. Okay. We'll get first to 10. Are you ready? Right. On your marks, get set, go. Um, much value, 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 much value. You out of control. You practice that. Yeah, I'd sometimes do a quick japa, but I like. I'm like, I got time to sit around. Speed japa. Oh no, sure. Yeah, on the one rating, on the one rating, on the one rating, on the one rating. I don't got time to sit around and go. Om namo narayani. So I just speed it. Right. Is it the same thing or is it not because you learn? Depends on your pronunciation. Okay, cool. So at that tempo, if you're still using the same vowel sounds mm-hmm. and a time, like length of vowel, then yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm, I've been approved by the mantra maidment. Um, so you went swimming in the Ganga? Went swimming in the Ganga pretty much every day. How was it? Didn't get, you know, it's not unhealthy to swim in the Ganga? No, it's like the most pure water ever. In Rishikesh, I guess. In Rishikesh. Don't do it in Varanasi. Don't do it in Varanasi. (laughs) I would not recommend that. I wouldn't Mm. recommend drinking it. No. But bathing in it and, you know, clearing Mm. all the karma. Mm. Cold? Freezing. Freezing. Oh, cold. Yeah, I remember being cold. Because you're a woman, you have to be fully dressed. So then you're walking around in wet clothes. Right. Yeah. Mm, It's not like you can put your cozy on. Less than ideal. Jump in the ganga. You You can't just rock a bikini and... Head on down to the Gunga and chill. Yeah, it's pretty it's crazy that you've got to be like head to toe dressed. Oh, yeah. I was like head to toe dressed. Yeah. I was the idiot that kept wearing white and I was like, oh, I'm wearing my white outfit again. <laughs> you know, when in India, you've got to wear white, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That you feel so like light and fluffy in, when you do oh, that. I was floating on a <laughs> spiritual cloud the whole time I was there. Mm. And people kept throwing their babies at me. That was interesting. Yes. Like I would be walking and a family would come up and go, oh, can we get a photo with you? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then the next minute there's like six kids that I'm holding. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, right. So um, how do we integrate that experience? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So integration is such an interesting thing. And I think in all areas of life, it's something that we do not do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk about this a lot when I teach yoga as Shavasana of being as being a time to integrate or in a yin practice, for example, those rebounding poses or the moments in between as actually giving you a, a time and space to integrate an experience. Mm-hmm. And I myself am very much like a on to the next thing and then this and then this and then this and then this. And having that time to actually pause and integrate an experience is is mm. so important. Mm. Um, and so for me, I feel like I'm still kind of integrating all the India stuff. I'm still integrating all the, it's been a big year. Yeah. Lots of big changes. Mm. Um, but I think it's just being really, really aware of, okay, this is what I, this is what I got out of this experience. And I have a journal and things that I keep and, when I was over there as well, I was doing a lot more journaling. And for me, reflecting over that and going, oh, these are the notes that I'd written down. This is kind of where I was at. What did I want to embody from that? Mm-hmm. And being really clear about what what is what is it that I'm embodying and then how am I embodying it? And then catching yourself in those moments when you're not embodying it. Mm-hmm. But integration is a time thing. You know, it, it can't be rushed. It's why we, in a, using a yoga class as an example, it's why we give time for a shavasana or for, a, you know, a space in between certain postures because... Mm. on an energetic level, the body needs to just 
soften for a moment and, and be still so that, you know, the rest of your, the rest of your bodies, your subtle body, your energetic body, they can integrate the experience as well. And so mm-hmm. I feel like India for me on so many levels, I was integrating it on so many different levels. And there was this definite, uh, you know, energetic body experience of being like, yeah, I've been here before. This is all good. Yeah. Um, but then having to bring that into my human experience. Bring as it well. back into your Australia life. Bring it back into my Australia life. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. I can't just, you know, do all the things that I was doing. I pretty much got back from India and continued to just eat kitchery. Mm-hmm. I have now branched out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, I think it's a, it's a really important thing, embodiment and and giving yourself time to integrate are two mm-hmm. really important things that I think you never stop doing, particularly if you're on a spiritual path because mm-hmm. you're forever learning and you're forever evolving as we all are. It's, it's the nature of evolution yep. um, is that it does, is that it evolves. Yep. Uh, but actually having those, those moments as well of reflection mm-hmm. and then of, for me, it's writing, you know, it's actually writing things down and being like, oh, cool, yeah, this is... This is how I want to um, put this into words as well. And, mm-hmm. I, and I share a lot of that actually on my Instagram. Mm. I've, you've probably noticed like since India, there's been so much more of a message around like self-love, knowing yourself, understanding yourself, that whole, because that's been what I've been embodying yeah. from that experience of that deeper connection with, with self and mm-hmm. with source. Do you feel like when you're in India, when you're in Rishikesh, when you just got time to do these big practices and you're just chanting for eight hours a day that you can let go a lot more than when you're here and definitely you can almost just completely let go and just be like allow the the india to do what india does and then well it's it's one of those things like i think about how much time i spend in melbourne driving around from a to b Mm -hmm. uh how much time i spend cooking which i love but it takes up a lot of time whereas Mm -hmm. in india Everything was within a five-minute walk of where the places I had to be mm-hmm. and all the food I could just go and get whenever I needed. So there was no real to-do lists. Yeah. You just, you know, the the most stressful thing I had to do was try and get cash out because the ATMs obviously never have any freaking money in them. <laughs> so it was like this saga every day. But other than that, yeah. you know, it's all good. And mm. I think that's why it's really important to get away sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um you know, yeah, we can transcend where we are and there's that whole, you know, concept, yep. which is maybe we'll save for another podcast. Mm-hmm. But I think that actually physically shifting your space and your environment is such a healthy practice mm-hmm. um, to give you that perspective. And I think the pulse of Melbourne, you know, I feel it as soon as whenever I go away, as soon as I get back off the plane, I straight away feel that it's like it... <laughs> it sucks me up and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And it's great. And I love this city and it's so vibrant and the, the, the heartbeat here. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a good pulse to, to, to march to, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it is really easy to get swept up in that kind of glorification of busy. Mm -hmm. And that's not actually giving you any time to be in being or be in, in, you know, allowing yourself to process something because it's like, you don't got time to integrate that. You've got to go to the next thing. Yeah. So for me, I feel like by my standards, I've slowed down so much since New York and India. Um, going from being this very, very busy bee, which is my nature, this very like type A mm-hmm. personality that I have been trying to recover from for the past like <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. And I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. But I notice that my tendency is to just, you know, fill up the schedule. And so I'm mm. really trying to create more space and time mm. to allow 
integration. I think I may have mentioned to you, like when, when we lived together, you were all a bit less grounded and very, very expansive, but it wasn't, it was like, oh, I lock my keys inside or, um, you know, or whatever. Like just. There's always a drama. There's always, there's lots of movement. There's lots of very frantic. And like when you came back from India and you've had some time to settle, there's like some stuff that you could be just like, ah, oh, I don't need to be so busy. And a lot, your energy's a lot more focused and mm. grounded. And yeah. Yeah. It, it, it shows, you know. I definitely I haven't locked myself out of my house in a while. <laughs> the well, amount of times I've called Dan and been like, um, where are you? <laughs> Can you get a ladder? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, def- that's come through my work as well. Mm-hmm. I've really slowed down and re- reshuffled what it is that I, I want to focus on and where I want to put my attention. Mm. And I realized that you know, when you choose to live in a, from a, you know, when you choose to take on a career that's a little bit less of a, you know, traditional career path, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're continually self-motivating, mm. but it's also continually self-checking in and going, well, how am I evolving? And yeah. I realized I had so much attachment to my identity as whatever it is that I was doing. And now it's going, well, actually I'm more passionate about, you know, the mindful morning events that I've been running. And mm-hmm. we've just launched that as the mindful morning collective and, there's opportunities that are flowing in that space to um, to bring that uh, event series as a way to make yoga and meditation and mantra mm-hmm. really, really um, accessible to people. Yeah. And so I've been putting more energy into that and then things start flowing and mm-hmm. so you sort of, yeah, I think I've just become a little bit more grounded and then mm-hmm. from that place of being grounded you can really see what's going on and, and where your attention and energy needs to go. That's right, especially – with yourself because you basically created your, 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 your role, your, your life, you know, like everyone says you create your own reality, but you created, you, you moved in the direction of where things, there was nothing there. There was some, there was some nice fertile soil and mm-hmm. you planted some seeds and things, you know, and when, especially being in the health and wellness industry, you can create so much work for yourself that you end up becoming stressed. And when you're the face of wellness in an industry, like there's, it's, it's very dangerous because you can get trapped in not giving enough self enough time and space to actually be healthy and well. And like, obviously these things are coming through now with like self-love. It's, you know, you're re-embodying these things. And, mm. um, and I see it so often, like mm. so many people in the health and wellness industry are stressed out, tired, and mm. particularly in, in people that run their own businesses as well, is it, it's really busy and stressful to run a business. Yes. And there's a lot of financial pressure and a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and uncertainty is something that I've become a lot more comfortable with because yeah. sometimes, mostly all of the time, I just feel like I'm literally in a perpetual state of free fall. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that, but I feel held in that space. And I mm-hmm. know that I'm consciously choosing this particular path mm. um but the the thing that you know that i've learned the most and particularly working a lot with johnny pollard this year mm. is is embodiment and mm. it's I, i've had a big reality check on a few things of that and gone hang on if i am actually preaching all these different things am i truly embodied in all of that and mm-hmm. the self-love one was something that i was like well, yeah, self-care, self-love, love it as a concept, can write about it till the cows come home, but how am I embodying that and what does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, been a total game changer. Of And I think as teachers as well, we so often put ourselves in that role of the teacher mm. and forget that 
we're got to practice what we preach, practice what we preach <laughs> and that we're learning. And to me, the teachers that I respect the most are the teachers mm-hmm. that are embodied, mm-hmm. not the ones that have the most amount of wisdom or can remember the most amount of quotes or, you know, it's the teachers that are embodied. And as soon as you see a teacher that's not embodied instantly, of course, you're, you know, it stands res- out. Yeah, it stands mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And so that's to me is just like, okay, I just want to be embodied in what it is that I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I have created a life around myself uh, Mm -hmm. I guess a job yeah we're doing what you like doing what I like yeah yeah yeah. what I love yeah being able to support yourself doing what you love yeah yeah and and seeing that that's a constant in constant fluidity Mm -hmm. it's constantly evolving and shifting and changing and having no kind of rigid attachment to this idea of I have to be this one thing Mm -hmm. Um, and it's very important too because that way you don't get stuck Exactly. Or the things don't change and you're holding onto the past and everything's gone by you in a way. Yeah. And I think yeah. when we realize that it's actually impossible to hold on to anything. Yes. Like I, I love this beautiful this analogy and I use this often in classes is that when you really break it down, the only thing that you actually have control over is your exhale breath. Mm. You have no idea if there's going to be any oxygen or whatever else those atom things are. <laughs> science here. I've from had the- a mind blank on the science of what is it that we breathe? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, I've just ruined my poetic analogy. Mm. It's, some uh, of it's oxygen, oxygen, some of it's nitrogen. Nitrogen, right. Possibly. So the stuff that you breathe, you don't know if it's going to be there. Yes. You actually have no idea. It's total mm. chance. Yeah. And so the only thing that you can control is we're, your exhale. We're trusting that it's going to be we're there. We're trusting that it's going to be there, but yes. it may not be. You may yes. end up in a zero oxygen chamber. Yeah. Shit! All you can do is all you can do is exhale, and so to me, that's like all everyone you can do, just got anxiety real quick. All you can do is let go. You know, all you can constantly do is let go, and mm-hmm. I so often catch myself caught up in the story big time, and I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa! I am holding on to this idea and this story, and what does this mean? And where are we going? And what's happening here? And da 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 da. Yeah, and. It's just, it all gets mirrored back to you and you're just like, I actually can't hold on to anything. That's Mm. actually impossible to hold on to anything. Mm. All I can do is continually let go and surrender. And it's such a beautiful thing to say and to think about, but to actually do it when you're in those real human moments. Especially when you don't want to let go of shit. And you're like, but uh, I just want to hold and control and like make this the way that I want to make it. But I like that experience. I like that experience. And yeah. I want to keep this moment exactly as it is. It's like, no, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. You have to let it go. And that, yeah, it's something that, like I said, it sounds really pretty, but to actually mm. practice that is something it's for me, it's like a daily practice. Yes, it is. But it's I love a it good story. Also brings you into being grateful for the present moment because you realize the the preciousness of what is happening because it's gone as yeah. soon as you realize that it's precious, right? It's yeah. like, oh, it was great in the home. And then it's, it's gone by you. And I always, I, I've been thinking about it a lot in the context of relationships at the mm. moment, probably because I just got into one. Yes. Um, and this idea are you, of. Are, like- you, are you dating Tammy Ruse's son? <laughs> I think that's, isn't it that guy? The great Tammy Ruse. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's on the record now, Dylan. <laughs> Uh, didn't put me in your podcast, babe. Just saying. <laughs> Kidding. Um, I'll introduce it as, as um, this is uh, this is Dylan Ruse, the, the the boyfriend of the M is for Mantra Maidman. Can't even speak. Anyway, back to what I was saying. In the context of a relationship, mm. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. In the sense of, 
showing up in each moment and mm. choosing that person as they are in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, it is important to have discussions around like what are your future goals and where do you see this going? And that's a very human thing to do and and practical. Mm. But I also think that on a spiritual level for me, it's I can get swept up in the doing and they're like, cool, so then we'll go here and we'll go there and I'll plan this and da 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 and then on this night and there's a schedule and that's great and <laughs> yeah. very practical and functional. Yes. But to actually to actually like show up in each moment and go, yeah, I'm consciously choosing this person, even on your good days, their good days, both of your bad days, mm-hmm. you're still like, yep, I'm here in this present moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like they always say if you want to, you know, the fast track to enlightenment, have kids or get in a relationship. Yeah. I'm pressing pause on the first one. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's so, it's, it is really fascinating to see that constantly reflected back at you and, Mm -hmm. and to just present moment awareness in every moment with yourself, with the other person, with everything is like, you know, powerful, especially in a world that's whizzing by around you. Yes. And held in the future. In a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. How often do we live in the future? So many times. Got to be. I'm going here next. I'm doing this next. We're always, and I'm guilty of it myself. I'm always in the next thing. Yes. So it's coming back to being like, okay, mm-hmm. being really present, but without being that person that's just so present that they're totally useless at life. <laughs> it's a balance, We know those right? guys. Yeah. You've got to have a calendar, but it's got to be flexible. Yeah. Right? And no not rigid attached. attachment yes, to Not attached. <laughs> But not detached. So many exactly. rules and stipulations. It's a right. slippery little slope, this spiritual game, guys. It is. So what about New York, New York? New Start York. spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be we a part of it. We actually woke up every morning to that song. New York. Well, Josh and I would put it on. Oh, There's yeah. actually a great Who Did the Dance Better. Uh-huh. I was wearing a towel, so I won on Instagram, but like (laughs) I upped the ante. Yep, yep. (laughs) Um, New York, amazing. It's New York. Mm -hmm. It's, again, a city that has an incredible pulse. Is that your first time there? It was my first time there. Right. I've been to America before, but not to New York. And I remember walking around the city and just thinking to myself, there is nothing here that I like in the sense of there's (laughs) no water, there's no trees, there's no open space, Mm. and I love this city. Like this Mm. is amazing. Amazing. There's something this the creative energy. It's 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 creation. It's constantly in creation because mm. you have to innovate there or you literally die because you can't pay your rent. Because everything costs a fortune. Everything costs a fortune. No, <laughs> I right. spent so much money in New York. Mm. How um, many like a lot of people live in one apartment, right? Yeah. You have to like Let's really be honest. Gang I up. just spent all my money on Whole Foods. Like Yeah. But you didn't you didn't uh, you weren't living we lived, there. So we lived with we were in Brooklyn when we were shooting for the One Giant Mind teacher training mm-hmm. and there was a, there was um four of us sharing an apartment. So okay. it was like you know was it like Airbnb? It was an Airbnb. Okay. We all had our own rooms. It was like an episode of Friends. It was great. Yeah. I'll be there for you. Yeah. Um yeah, so what did you do there? So I was over there taking and filming the One Giant Mind Meditation Teacher Training or Teacher mm-hmm. Training Academy. Teacher Training Academy. Teacher Training Academy. Yes. Uh, it was amazing. Always, as always, to work with and learn from Johnny Pollard. Mm-hmm. What a man. My cousin. Your cousin. Yeah. 
so cute. And how many hours were you doing that for a day? Many, many hours. I think we were on set in the morning, I think, from like 8 and then we left at around 6 every night. Um, Did you do group meds together? We did and that was like the juicy reward at the end of the day. (laughs) It was like, yes, we all get to meditate. And because I'm doing the course at the moment, it's an online course, and the lectures that Johnny gave – had all you guys sitting on the like yep. little lounge setup, yeah, on a on a like a tiered couch, and I noticed that you tended to fall asleep a little bit. And Miss uh, Mindful Maidment, I definitely wasn't sleeping. You wasn't sleeping. I was just soaking you, up the knowledge. Were you having a knowledge nap? I was having a knowledge nap. Transcending. Uh, I was transcending. I mean, Johnny's voice is just <laughs> you know, it's like it, he just speaks to my being, and I just transcend. And you just go so, deep. You know, it's yeah. Mm. I just go deep. I was just going so deep that I, I can see a few of you guys open. on the nod there. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it was a very warm studio. Yes, uh, and we were sitting for a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty funny bloopers of us getting up and moving around in between takes because. And people running off to the bathroom because we've been sitting there for ages. So yeah. It wasn't torture camp. It was fine. Of course not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but that was a really, really special experience and I'm really grateful that I got to, to do that training. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all the first group. We're all going to be graduating next week. Yes. Yay. So you'll, um, you'll be a one giant mind I'll be a one being giant technique being teacher technique as well. Teacher, correct. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's a – I mean, for me that's a – meditation has been such a big part of my life, as you know, and as mm-hmm. you know from the first podcast, it's total game changer. Yes. Uh, so that's been a, you know, a daily practice for me um, mm-hmm. for almost four years now. Yeah. So it's pretty special to be able to teach that and to teach that as well from a place of embodying it as, as it being something that I literally do every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you going to offer that in co- like a course form? Yeah, I'll offer it mm. in a course form. I'm going to be working with a few corporates as well. Beautiful. Um, and, yeah, I'll offer it as a, as a three-day course. So where do people go if they want to find out where to get your info? They can. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking. They can go to Instagram at Emma Maidment with a little underscore at the end because someone else stole my name. Yes. Uh, and EmmaMaidment.com <laughs> has all the other info and that's got all the information about Mindful Mornings. It's got all the information. We'll have all the information about meditation courses. Beautiful. When they're up and running and all mm. the things that I do are usually there. So is that all from New York or is there any other stories about New York? Uh, I've definitely got lots of stories well, about, me about New York. about some story. Some pretty funny things. I mean, when you're living in a house with like four of your friends mm-hmm. who aren't used to all living together, some funny stuff tends to happen. Yes. Um, and just hanging out in a really cool city, you know, just doing all the things. Yeah. So, yeah, I found a gluten-free bagel. That was a highlight. I felt like I had to eat a bagel <laughs> in New York. Yeah. I went and saw um, – Oh, I'm blanking on the name, but it's that live theater show where it's basically it's um it's Macbeth, which is one of my favorite Shakespearean shows, mm-hmm. and you're actually partaking in the theater. What? Yeah, it's crazy. It's total trip. So mm-hmm. you're running around and you can like touch the actors and they drag you into things. Sleep what? no more. It's called Sleep No More. So how many people watch that at a time? No, nah, it was like twenty or thirty in a group. So it's very intimate. Very intimate. Yeah, right. But you're part of it. You're part of it. That's pretty. Oh, you co- see some crazy things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you mean crazy things? Talk oh, about, there's like- one scene where they've cut off a horse's head, they're having an orgy, and there's a dead baby. Right. And you're like, whoa, I walked into this room. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, cool. Mm. Right. So uh, is that all? Just just dead horse orgies? Dead horse orgies. 
Yeah. That was my New York experience. Yeah. And um, so then you've been back since then? Been back since then. Any other plans to trip away soon? I will be in Bali in September running my retreats. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of spots on level one and level two left. Are they with Monica again? They're with Monica. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going really well. So we're really excited. Cool. We've got a great group coming You ran the both. retreats last year as well? We did one last year. How did, they, how did it go? Good. Because I didn't did I speak good. to you after that. Yeah, you've spoken it... to and I'd just gotten back. Okay, I forget everything. Yeah, you yeah. should have re-listened to the old podcast. I should have really. re-listened to the really old podcast. Really poor research on your behalf. Absolute just calling rubbish. calling you out on that one. Okay, I want to edit this part out so no one knows how, <laughs> how relaxed I am. Um, that's all the meditation. See, I'm just so relaxed I don't give up. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, do nothing. Um, so are you still teaching yoga? Still teaching yoga. The bendy flexies. All the bendy flexies. Where? I'm teaching at Warrior One, at Yoke, and at Willow. Mm, Willow. Um, Talk to me about Willow. Oh, what do you I do love there? Willow. I teach Yin there on a Tuesday. Yes. Which is delicious. Is that on High Street? It's on High Street. High it's Street. like next level urban Malvern. Is it Malvern? Uh, I think it's technically Armadale. Armadale. Sorry. And they have purified air. They have purified water. Purified air. They purified the air of the building. What? Next level. Yeah, and they have an amazing sunlight and infrared sauna, which I'm just become yes. my second home. Talk to me about infrared sauna. How is it different to the other hot rock sauna? Uh, it's a different type of heating. Mm-hmm. I'm not the expert on such things. Yes, uh, but it basically the the sunlight and infrared sauna it heats in a different way, so you don't actually sweat as much as when okay. you're in a regular person hot, hot rock stone, hot rock stone. Yeah. Hot the rock air sauna. isn't hot. The air is hot, okay. like you're, you're schwitzing, Schwitz. but you're not like, you know, in a pool of sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's supposed to be good, really good for your digestion, your lymphatic system, detox, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I always feel really energized when I get out of them. I just feel like, oh, just had a shot of coffee. Amazing. So cool. I love them from that point of view. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a whole bunch of research. You can Google that. You know, it's like one of those, you know that. I'm, I'm just asking what your experience with oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So. My direct experience is that mm. I feel energized hmm. um, and well-rested after having a sauna. But you have to have a shower after it. Do you have a shower after. Okay, Yeah, cool. otherwise you're just a bit sweaty. Uh-huh. Which is fine. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that's Willow. That's Willow. You teach yoga there? Teach when yoga do you teach there. yoga at the Willow? When? Yeah. Tuesday evenings, mm. 5 o'clock, 5.15, yin. Cool, yin. Yin bliss bubble. Is it hot room, cool room? Warm. 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 Good. Warm vibes. How many people does it hold in there? Uh, 17. 17. Have you had 14? any any massages from there before? I haven't had a treatment yet, mm. but I have that on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few amazing practitioners there that I'd love to try out. Cool. I have mm. to get someone from there to come and really talk good. to me, right? Yeah, you do. Mm. Who should I be hitting up? Get Amanda. Amanda? Amanda, I nominate you to be on the spiritual training I know, training Amanda. Podcast. She liked my gi. She did like your gi. Yeah. I'll have to get Amanda to come and have a chat about the willow. Do it. Um, have you, have you teached at Morty Alec yet for Warrior? I have teached at Morty Alec. It's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful studio. Yep. Um, really great community. Good vibes. Cool. How's that all going for them? I think really well. Yeah. Um, I don't teach there regularly because mm-hmm. I live in a bright you bubble. Just, you just taught it at the opening I week. just, I just did a couple of covers yeah. on the weekend. Uh-huh. It was good. Yeah. Very good. Good cool. vibes. Beautiful space. Designed. Design is amazing. When is Nova coming to talk to me? I don't know. When is Nova coming to talk to I'm you? I'm leaving it in your capable hands right. as the spiritual tradie pimp. Right. Right. Put that on my list of names. Please do. Wow. You do see her, right? I do see her. Being I saw that her last you live night. next door to. 
where the much. studio is. Don't tell people where I live. Why? It's not directly That's... next door. <laughs> I do think that when I Instagram myself and I'm like, I'm just walking all the way. I probably shouldn't say how, where I live. Yeah. I don't know. It's all right. No one listens to this anyway. It's true. <laughs> Only those like six people in Japan. Yeah. And six people <laughs> in Japan. Yes. <laughs> Worldwide. Mm. Yeah. So. What else you got for me, ST? So I'm just thinking we've got um, Willow, Warrior. And where else do you teach? Yoke. Yoke. I know that one too. That's over South in Melbourne. South Melbourne near the markets. Mm. Yeah, right. Do you have um, a wisdom for us to leave on? Same as always. What is it? Best piece of advice and the best piece of knowledge. Be who you are. Very good. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming and updating yourself on the potty. You are so welcome. Do you have any weather for training. us, weather report oh, for us today? Weather. Yes. Wait. Give Come me on. Like Come good second. with the weather report. Oh, my weather's on Paris. That's quite interesting. I wonder what that's trying to tell me <laughs> where I should be right now. It's not loading, actually, to be honest. Hmm. The weather sitch. Hang on. Here we go. Just it's... make it up. I'm still in Paris. Look out the window. <clears throat> this is M is for Mindful Mavement with the weather here in St Kilda East. It is partly cloudy and 11 degrees currently. It will get to a top of 13 degrees today and down to a low of 6. Expect similar weather for the rest of the week with a little bit of sunshine on hump day Wednesday just to get you through the week. But don't worry, it'll be raining on the weekend, so perfect for your Netflix and chill. I recommend getting yourself a boyfriend for such purposes as winter. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all the news we have time for and all the time we have news for. Until next time... I'm Emma's for Mantra Maidment. Mantra. Mantra. <laughs> <laughs>